the pandemic, social unrest, the state house, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. There's snow, there's ice out there. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340. The original, the best. Did someone damage your vehicle? Maybe someone skidded on some ice? Call West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340. Now remember, if you're ever in an accident or someone you work with or a family member or a friend, Call four words West Fountain Auto Body 272 3340. Located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. It's West Fountain Auto Body. Well, they're going to continue with this Senate impeachment trial. And the reason why I think if they want to waste time, they're going to waste time. But let's just be very clear it's not going to go anywhere. It's not going anywhere. They took a vote yesterday. They need 17 Republican senators to float, to, to uh, flip. 17 Republican senators to flip, and it's not going to happen. Yes, I think it's a waste. I, I, I don't agree with that, and I'll, and I'll tell you why, and it's because they're not going to get this anyway. They are not going to convict this president. You need 17 Republican senators to flip on this, and they're not going to flip. So if they want to drag this out, meaning the Democrats, and I know they're having the big day with Rhode Island Congressman David Cicilline and others, if they want to use up all this week and they feel that they can wrap it up, if I were the Republicans, keep it going then. Now, next week is the break. And the schedule right now, you know, they're actually saying that they may try to get a vote. Either uh, they could, you know, go into the weekend, Saturday, even into Sunday. Who knows? Maybe it even goes into to Monday. But if that's how they want to use up the time and dominate all the news coverage, and keep playing, you know, the video over and over. As I've said in the past, I think it was a protest that that got out of control. There were protests all the time, every day, or used to be, in Washington and outside the Capitol. And the way that it is now being depicted, Morning Joe now is calling everyone that was there a cop killer. That is atrocious. That is completely wrong. They're trying to depict everyone that was there as white supremacists. This is being done to damage the Republican Party, really damage President Trump. But they're trying to embarrass you if you're a Trump supporter. They want all Trump supporters to, to start to say, no, I, I wasn't a Trump supporter and I would never support him. And and it's going to be nonstop. Now, we don't know what happened within the crowd. And, and you can see some of the footage, obviously, you know, you don't know. People were fired up. People felt, you know, how come I don't have a right to be in front of the Capitol or on the steps of the Capitol? And the majority of the people never entered that building. You know, all summer long and into the, the, the fall, we always heard about the peaceful protesters and most of the crowd was peaceful. That can go both ways. Why can't that go both ways? If you want to play that game, you know, most of the people that were there were peaceful protesters. Yes, that is true. Some people wanted to get inside and they wanted to be in the gallery and they wanted to confront people. But you can't have a situation where everyone keeps saying this could have happened and this almost happened. And imagine if they had gotten their hands on Nancy Pelosi and imagine if they had gotten their hands on Mike Pence and and Cicilline saying, imagine if they could. have. You know, that just doesn't go anywhere. 
The fact is that none of that happened. Uh, the fact is that there was there was no uh, there was no legislature. There's no congressperson, no senator. There was no one like that that was uh, apprehended, that was beaten. Who knows? You know, look at some of the crowd. Um, a, a lot of the crowd, they they make a lot of the guy with the horns. You see the people as they go into the Senate. There's that. I noticed they didn't show the video inside the Senate where they're talking to one of the Capitol Police, are saying, "Listen, you guys really need to leave. You shouldn't be in here." And what they do, they left. So it's very one-sided. I recognize that the media is going against it. And listen, there were two, there were two deaths, and they're they're both terrible. They are unfortunate. I I don't know. We don't still don't know what exactly what happened with that Capitol police officer who returned to his office later in the day and collapsed. And um, we haven't heard exactly what happened. We know that Ashley Babbitt was shot and killed. She was an unarmed uh, Air Force veteran who was shot and killed inside the Capitol. As far as some of the other people, they had uh, health emergencies, but it was outside on the sidewalk. One of them, it even actually happened over at the Trump speech. So, you know, if they want to try to gin this up and get everyone excited, I think the fact that the Trump legal team that came in and they certainly brought the ear out of the ball and slowed it down, you're not going to out gin them, you know, or out excite them with your own video. So they took a different tact, but it's not going to go anywhere. It shouldn't go anywhere. It, it's, it's unfortunate what was happening. Um, but if they feel that they want to take up this time doing it, it just means that's that's just more things that President Biden is not getting done. And it's being done to damage you and the president and the Republican Party. This business of all Trump supporters of white supremacists and cop killers, it's really atrocious. All right, a lot more ahead right here on the John DePietro Show. The heating season is here. Folks, you need to call JKL Engineering today. JKL 401-351-7600. Let JKL Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system. The energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you think no gas, hey, guess what? No problem. Let JKL Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient. Reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates of the market. And they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL is Cary Factory Authorized Dealer, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 50 years, JKL's reputation second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved national grid BPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL. System replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available. They're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call JKL Engineering right now, residential or commercial, at 401-351-7600. JKL, they'll do it right the first time. Now call them. You don't want to get stuck with an inefficient heating system. What if it starts to get really cold? Call JKL right now. Free quote, free estimate. Estimates are free. Financing is available. 401-351-7600. Rhode Island, Massachusetts. It's JKL Engineering. 401-351-7600. 
If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. What's the point of having an appliance if it doesn't work properly? Or maybe you have problems with it. I'll tell you what you should do. As I like to say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710 7096. Easy to remember. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710 7096. I've used Ryan on several occasions, whether it's for your washing machine or maybe your dryer or the refrigerator or your stove or oven or microwave, any appliance. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401 710 7096. I was having a problem with our our clothes dryer. What would happen? It wouldn't turn on. No way they were going to dry the clothes. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair. He fixed that in about five minutes. Then the oven wouldn't heat up. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. He fixed the, he fixed the, the oven in about five minutes. Folks, call them. All work is guaranteed for 90 days. Parts and labor. Senior citizens discounts are available and Saturday appointments are available. Come on. Call Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710 96. You are listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, petro.com. Folks, joining me right now, he covers Rhode Island for the uh, ever-expanding Boston Globe staff covering Rhode Island, as a matter of fact. But it's Dan McGowan. And Dan, yesterday, Rhode Island Congressman David Cicilline that is uh, that there's no bigger stage than the stage that he was on yesterday. Yeah, I mean, think about it. There will be, uh, you know, 100 years from now, the history books will show that the, you know, congressman from Rhode Island was uh, the one of the people, you know, making the case for uh, the conviction of a president. Right. Uh, it, it's funny because, you know, we've had this two times in 13 months, but you know, back a year ago when you and I were talking or 13 months ago when we were talking, we had to go back in history, you know, to a long time for, for other aside from, of course, uh, uh, you know, the, the Clinton, but we had to go back even further than that. And, and there was lots of, you know, what happened? What were the Rhode Island members of Congress doing? And in this case, this, you know, again, 100 years from now, 200 years from now, we're going to be talking to, we won't be, but folks will be talking about how Rhode Island had a major role. And I, I don't know about you, John. I mean, I, I expected uh, David Cicilline to do to kind of perform exactly the way he performed. He he knows that moment very well. He he was a defense attorney before he got into politics, so he knew what he was doing. Um, and you know, again, I don't think it matters because I don't think they're going to get the 17 votes that they need on the Republican side to convict the president or the former president. But uh, he did what he needed to do. And I think once again, David Cicilline continues to kind of rise to the occasion as a bit of an uh, in Democratic politics. 
You know, Jim McGowan, I don't um, agree, obviously, with his politics. However, he is someone, Congressman David Cicilline, you can make the argument that that is someone who's truly, when we talk about hear them talk about people, you know, I think one time Patrick Lynn said he was addicted to public service. But yesterday to me was an example that should he choose to, he could be making a fortune as as an attorney in private practice, but but chooses to do that. And as a matter of fact, yesterday, he mentioned that, you know, he his former career, he was a, a, a defense attorney. Yeah, I mean, look, he's a guy who <coughs> who enjoys, I think, uh, I think he enjoyed the courtroom. By the way, it's the same reason there's been a long running argument about David Cicilline about, you know, was he a good mayor? Was he a bad mayor? You know, is he a good legislator? Is, he, is it better to be a legislator? And in the case of him, uh, you know, being a legislator, being able to kind of make your arguments. He loves going on TV. He loves being able to kind of play the political game. And then he loves these moments. And all of these things happen when you're a legislator. They don't happen as much when you're the mayor, right? When you're charged with having to balance a budget yourself. And when you're, char- you know, when you're having to do the things that all mayors have to do, uh, by the way, same way for, I think, any executive, the governor faces this in many ways in Rhode Island, too. But uh, he's almost made for kind of this kind of moment. And you're right. I mean, the guy clearly, if he, if he did want to uh, uh, get out of politics, I think he'd be probably one of the highest. I think he would be the highest priced lawyer in Rhode Island. Yeah. If he wanted to be in D.C., he yeah. could be in D.C. Good point. or, Good or point. wherever. So but that was also. You know, you have the story on it and just the backdrop. Number one, unbelievably raises his profile. Number two, the ability to raise money. Yep. And number three, little stuff. You know, if uh, he's strolling into a D.C. restaurant at whatever time, it's a pretty good way to get a quick table or be invited for a Saturday night dinner party. And, you know, someone from The Washington Post or someone that's having it like that. It's um in the world that he's in. He has, I, I think, more than than anyone else. Maybe Sheldon Whitehouse is in that world a little bit, but he. He really has embraced D.C. And he's, you know, I've spoken to people that there. It's a force. When he comes into the room in Washington, D.C., people know who he is. Yeah, I, I think you nailed it. I, I don't even think it's close. I think nobody in our congressional delegation and maybe no one in our congressional delegation in a really long time has been sort of a creature of D.C. the yeah. way that David Cicilline is. He by the way, the guy does love to be up here because he loves the praise that he gets when he's, you know, again, in normal times, try to go to an event with, you know, to see him on the south side of Providence. It's like a parade mm. for the guy. Um, right. Right. So, he, you know, he has plenty of support up here. He loves that. But he, he, he you know, it, it's even more meaningful. None of these guys would say this, you know, publicly. But when you start to get noticed, right, when you start to, uh, you know, when you don't have to necessarily always wear the pin on your, uh, you know, right on your lapel to get noticed, that really does matter. And for people out there listening, it's probably a little bit of, oh, my God, these guys are egomaniacs. Well, there is some truth to that. And uh, and these are the kind of moments where you become a star. And you mentioned it. And let's not uh, forget about it. The ability to raise money off of this. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, here's a guy who is still facing the scenario where he's going to have to run statewide in two years if we lose a congressional seat. It doesn't hurt to be able to, you know, sock away a million or two million bucks here where and put everybody else in a spot that, that you know, potentially wants to take their one chance against, you know, against the congressman. 
Well, good luck if, if he's sitting on four or five million bucks by, you know, by sometime in 2022. Yeah, he is. Um, he is very uh, effective out on the campaign trail, as you said. People line up. I just go back to 2012. Uh, Brendan Doherty, who challenged him, the Republican 2012. Brendan Doherty was at the Marriott waiting for results. David Cicilline was standing outside the Juanita Sanchez yeah. complex uh, as his staff was handing out pizza. He was out there. It doesn't take anything to chance. I think he was out there until like 930 at yeah. night. But this this is someone he he is very good what he does. I think that's that's a, um, an interesting observation that you notice. I, I agree with you. I think he's he's more comfortable and embraces being the legislator as opposed to being the CEO, chief executive as a mayor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and by the way, if you're the, the there's something if you talk to any of these guys. And I've read lots from, you know, from some of the big city mayors, guys like former Chicago mayor, Rahm Emanuel, things like that. They all say being the mayor is the best job you could ever do. And the reason is always the same. Mayor Lors says this. Mayor Congressman Cipollini now says this. It's that, well, you can see the change every single day, right? right. You can, you can sure. literally fill a pothole that makes someone's life easier or whatever. The problem is, is that in between all of those lovely things that you get to do for people, is the real hard work of balancing budgets, of making tough decisions, of fighting with the unions, and all of that part, those are the parts they don't talk about. When you're a legislator, you never have to deal with any of that stuff. It's a much better job. Yeah, it it is a better job. Folks, so speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, and uh, there's a story in, in the Boston Globe today, who has applied to be the next Lieutenant Governor of Rhode Island. You know, Dan, this is one of those things that, um. Uh, and, and your colleague, Ed Fitzpatrick, has a, has a good story on it. But I, I think the way this whole thing evolved and first they weren't sure about the process. Then you have a website. Then people are, you know, applying to it. And then at first they weren't going to release who applied. Then they did, uh, 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 you know, release the list. Uh, take me through a little bit. What do you think this shows as far as uh, some of the names? And I think you're, you're still on the money on who seems to be the front runner here. But take us through the list a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, I think the first of all, the only two people, who, the suckers who didn't apply are you and I <laughs> at this point. Uh, yeah. you know, when you're talking, you know, more than 60 applications uh, from all over the place. You know, and on one hand, John, I look at this and I say, I, I do think to some degree, look, they, they know where they generally where they want to go. They want a person of color. They want a person they're going to trust. They want someone who's going to help them in 2022. That's why they've been zeroing in, as we've been reporting for weeks, on two people. The former mayor of Central Falls, James Ciosa, and the city council president of Providence, Sabino Matos. Those seem to be the front runners. not saying that there's no one else that's getting a look, uh, but those are the two front runners. You look at all these, you look at some of these applications, and some of us, we roll our eyes. You look at people who just, who seemingly run or apply for everything. but then there's a handful of people who are never going to get selected for this job, but they might get that call from the, from the governor in a week or two if he, if he gets sworn in soon. And he says, hey, I'd really love you to help me on X, on Y, whatever it is. Uh, that's going to, you know, it, even when it's uh, local politics, I think, you know, when the governor calls, it is something nice. They like to hear that. So I think they, they have created something where they've got a handful of people who um, they're going to sort of tap. But again, make no mistake about it. There are politics here, by the way, as they should be. There are a lot of people out there. There's a lot of, I think, analysts out there right now who are saying, 
oh, pick a business person who, you know, who's going to be completely separate from the politics. And that's just not the way think. He's got an election, you know, less than two years away. He wants to pick somebody who's going to help him. And if, oh, by the way, they happen to be, you know, a good fit for the job, then that's wonderful. But this is all about the politics. And that's why you see, I think, Diosa and Matos as the kind of front runners right now. You um, put out the, the difference between the two of them. Did Diosa, did he miss an opportunity to put a little more meat under his application other than the, I mean, it, it almost looks like when people just put, I resign. Yeah. I mean, it, it was uh, glaring the difference between the two of them. Do you think, was that a missed PR? He has misplayed. The, the reason this is even a conversation, the reason why there's even <laughs> a chance, uh, you know, that he would not be selected as the, the lieutenant is that he has misplayed this hand almost the entire way. He, he oh. before uh, the was, even before she was, uh, I guess the rumors were out there about her becoming the Commerce Secretary, but she hadn't been named yet. And uh, former Mayor Diosa made a lot of phone calls to a lot of key stakeholders. In fact, I he called Sabina Matos to ask for support uh, to, to oh. make, you know, to make the case to Dan McKee that he should be the Lieutenant Governor. That frustrated a lot of folks, I think, in the McKee world. Oh. I think it made them, you know, think that he was you know kind of how is he going to act when he's the lieutenant governor is he going to sidestep us is he going to use his own connections to do things they put a lot of thought in their head um and then you're right i mean he, he you submit an application and you you essentially just say i'm interested here's my resume it basically you know me um and, and i think the problem with that is let's say he does get selected again i would not be surprised at all if he does if he gets selected, you have 60 some odd people who are going to say, wait a minute, he didn't even show any thought in the one public thing that, that, he, that, that right. is out there. So he's, you're, you're going to face criticism. And by the way, this goes to, for, for all the somewhat upside, I would say, that, that you have for, for doing this public application process, the real downside, and there may be more downside than, than upside, is you're going to make enemies of 60 some people who don't get picked right everyone's going to have True. some sort of reason why they're going to say it was a fix if it was diosa they're going to say you know any number of reasons sabino matos wasn't isn't qualified or something like it's going to be a lot of that um so yeah i mean and by the way you go look at matos's letter it was well thought out it was i thought yeah really humble in many ways that you know it wasn't yes uh i'd be I'm not <clears throat> campaigning for it um, and I think, yeah, I think it touched a lot of the folks in that McKee world. Uh, and so that's why you see those two kind of still as the seemingly leaders, so to speak. Dan McGowan, a couple other people on the list, Elizabeth Beretta Perrick, touch on, on her. Why there's a member of the media that feels that she's, she's pretty close to being maybe a finalist. Yeah, I, I've heard that, the, the name too, by the way, Democratic that's a significant person. You know, it means that you've mm. been on the ballot before, right? Um, now it's it's not the same. It's not like campaigning in a in a you know close heated race, but it means you know how to organize. You know how to uh, you know get some signatures. People, in theory, know your name uh, again to some degree more so than um, the the random people. I, I would throw her in the sort of upper echelon of can uh, of wow. candidates. So I think that's a a, a real chance um you know the more this gets 
the more we start talking about three and four and five people, I actually think that then benefits James Diosa because I think the lieutenant governor looks at this and says, all right, there's a bunch of people who, you know, I don't know that well, but they all look pretty good. But I'm going with the guy that I really know. Um, and so there's part of me that thinks that, you know, the more it happens, the more Diosa looks good. But yeah, she, she would be, uh, Perrick would be one of the other people who I think uh, is certainly getting a close look. Dylan Conley, I mean, you got to be careful. Otherwise, it starts to look like you're at an auction where you just keep raising your paddle. Ran the bad race against Langevin. He's been rumored for mayor of Providence and just throws his yeah, name And by the way, you know, not that I would be the best uh, person to, you know, if I were had to put together a cover letter, I'm sure I would screw it up too. But on his cover letter, you know, it's letterhead Conley for Congress, which doesn't look very good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know. I think the hard part of this is, is the Conley family has known, you know, Dan McKee from local politics for a really long, I think, as we talked about during the congressional race over the summer, Dylan Conley's a smart kid. He's a, you know, he's a, I say kid, he's a young man who is an attorney. He's been the chairman of the Providence Board of Licenses, which is a pretty high pressure um, role, but there's a little bit of, you, you nailed it. It's, it becomes this, this situation of, you know, you, you raise your hand for everything. It means you're almost, you know, boy who cried wolf. It becomes a little bit, I hate to say it, like Chris Young day, right? Uh, yes. where, where you run for everything. Um, my sense is there is potentially a spot for him in the administration if he wants it. Um, hmm. He is not going to get a deep look for lieutenant governor. Like, I'm pretty confident for that. What last question? Were you surprised Aaron Ruggenberg? I was. Uh, it's an interesting move. It means your kind of rival is is uh, you, you know you, you put it right out there. I'd like to be considered. Um, the problem with it is is that this isn't you know game theory, right? It's not. It, it's not what you would do in a game of The Sims. It's not team of rivals, right? And, and so while he has a deep progressive base i mean look if, if aaron regenberg were to actually support you for governor uh it, given all of the support that dan mckee likely has from moderates i mean dan mckee would sign up every day the problem is is that this would not be the partnership that dan mckee wants this would be right Absolutely it would be not. dan mckee the kind of moderate trying to govern through a crisis and it would be i think the, the you know yeah. aaron regenberg the activist being an activist Folks, we're going to take a quick break. A lot more. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro Show. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, yankeetreeservice.com. What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming. Experts based right in Lincoln. Tree removal. Since 2006, and also 24-7 emergency service available, call Yankee Tree Service today, 439-6028, 439-6028. Whether it's tree removal, stump grinding, tree pruning, emergency service, bucket truck service, and bobcat service. Since 2006, they've been performing tree removal service. On top of that, nothing stumps. Yankee Tree Service, they provide stump grinding. Enjoy your landscape without the eyesore. As far as pruning, well, let them get up there. 
Oftentimes, a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down. At Yankee Tree Service, the licensed arbiters help you decide what's best, the treatment plan for your tree. And maybe it's an emergency service. Did something come down? Call them today, 439-6028, 439-6028. If they have to, they get right up there in the bucket. Yankee Tree Service, since 2006, tree trimming experts. Give them a call, 439-6028, or online at yankeetreeservice.com. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www. We're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 401- 272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today. 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain. 401-272-3340.